0: Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christo. Please be seated. Today, in the midst of Lent, we celebrate the Sunday of the Holy Cross. And we do that for several reasons, two of which are Remind us that if we hadn't kept a very good Lent, or it's not too late to start, to reaffirm our commitment to penitential life during the great season of Lent. Secondly, it's remind us that we're just halfway to the journey of Great and Holy Week which we should spend like a retreat in the home, quietly, praying fully, and preparing for the great feast of the resurrection. My dear brothers and sisters, there was a gentleman who uh, had difficulty fasting and doing his prayers. And when he prayed, he usually prayed for himself and not others. And finally, he went to God, and he said to God, he says, you know, you give me so many crosses and penances to do in my life, it's difficult for me. He said, I don't know if I can live this life or not. So our Lord took him to a special room, and he opened the door. He says, there's a whole room full of crosses. He said, now go pick one out that you think is for you, so that you can stand it. He was in there quite a while. And he came out with the cross, the Lord looked at the cross and said to him, Sir, that's the cross you had originally. What I'm saying to you is what Paul says, and in other words, God's grace is sufficient for you. And we shouldn't be complaining, whining, uh, feeling sorry for ourselves when life is difficult or we asked to do things we don't want to do or in general, living the Christian life, being good to our neighbor, all those things which make up a lifetime. Now, there are many, many things that make up a lifetime that are difficult. I could give you such a list that uh, you'd walk out of this church uh, bent over but I'm not going to do that. It's actually, when I think of my life, my own personal life, I've had been death, near death door two or three times. I wasn't frightened. I knew that God would take care of me. I survived. I started projects with not knowing how I was ever going to complete them. And somehow God gave me the strength to do that. And only now am I coming to the realization that I must thank him for all those things. How well he's taken care of me with the crosses I had to burden. And my greatest consolation in bearing my crosses was how many good Catholic people who were around me encouraging me and helping me, as though I were their pastor. Imagine. There is one great pastor, Jesus Christ. And we must console him in the work he does for us which is shed his blood on the cross, the holy sacred blood. And so that's royal blood. Christ was a king. And so today we wear royal robes of red, but Christ was a king. And it says in our prayers all this week, and last week, that he dyed his robes in his own blood. His own blood. His heart was broken. Not many consoled him. His heart was broken because the very people that he was dying for on the cross did not understand. And they went their merry way to marry without looking at the cross. It, when a monk comes to the monastery, he brings the cross he wishes to bring. Whatever style or whatever he wants, I recommend that they make it or somebody in the family make the cross for him. And when he bring, comes, he, when he's first candidate, The priest gives him that cross, blesses it and gives it to him and tells him, here in the monastery you will try to learn the meaning of the cross in your life. And surely enough, that will happen. There will be many things that perturb him or upset him. Many temptations from the devil destroy his vocation. He must hang on to the cross. I recommend to them keep your cross by your nightstand or under your pillow and pray. So usually in their cells you'll see their crosses on their pillow. These crosses are for your maturing. In the Christian life, to mature in the Christian life is to embrace the cross with this pain, sorrow, but glory. All the crosses in the Byzantine church, uh, if they're pr- properly put together, uh, they usually don't do it because they usually hang the cross on the cross. You can't see the back side. But I've had a, may, a cross made for our community here. The one side is the passion, and the other side is the resurrection. I've not put it in church yet because I can't find a proper stand to put it on. But hopefully I'll get around to that. So your cross has two things. It has the sorrow of this life and the joy of this life. And both we live with. But we like usually more joy than sorrow. But I used to think to myself, every blessing is bittersweet. I used to think when it's graduation day, You get your various diplomas. I don't know, I collected a lot of them. They always seemed to rain. There was great joy, but there was tears. Sometimes I think about the people in my life who I loved dearly and loved me to a fault, and it was always with joy and tears. One of the things that was the most sorrowful So I could not stand too well with the death of someone I loved. I just didn't like it. But there's the cross. And someone we should love terribly died on the cross for us. But from that death on the cross came new life for all of us. It's a cross of victory. So on our Byzantine crosses, we have the cross sorrowful and the cross victorious. We would like to live just with the victories and the conquerings and the joys of life. But you know, it's just like you can have a Rembrandt and it can be a beautiful painting. The Rembrandts are usually dark. And if you don't have light, you can't see them. So you need both darkness and light in your life. And God is all light. He will shine light on your darkness and make you holy. When we are sad, or things don't go right, We should think of our Lord and go to that special room in our heart and talk with Him. God is with you in His joy and in His suffering. So, I like to talk about heaven, as you know. I like to talk about Jesus in heaven, the great high priest, beautiful. I told you all dressed in white and gold the beautiful crown and said light coming from his hands and all his wounds but the light comes from his glorified body in heaven is from his wounds his suffering what he endured in his own passion to bring us joy and there he sits enthroned in glory still shedding light on us from those wounds. Now, dear brothers and sisters, you must learn in life, as you trudge along, the light that comes from your suffering. You must learn God is with you and not be afraid. John Paul II used to tell the people, don't be afraid. In his life, he was just a little boy, about, I don't know exactly his age, when he lost his parents. He had a brother who was studying for her to be a doctor, eventually he lost him. He was hit along the side of the road by a military truck of some time. And yet he said, Be not afraid. His country that he loved was full of communists who hated our Catholic faith, wanted to do away with it, and he said, be not afraid. When he came to be pope, or we, first of all, he's played a cardinal. Funny story told about him, because he didn't have red socks, and there wasn't time to get red socks to put on with the black shoes with the red piping. So he had black socks. He put them on and went up to the Holy Father to get the red hat. Be not afraid. He wound up being Pope and probably the most remarkable Pope of the 20th century. He was a actor and he knew how to play the crowd. And we loved it. He was not afraid. Sometimes I pray for our present Holy Father. He's having a rough time. He's not too well. He's only got one lung, you know. And uh, it's difficult. And he does things that uh, the cardinals don't agree with and the church doesn't agree with. And he tries. But it's difficult for him. So I saw a picture of him when he was in Slovakia and he was walking to go to a meeting by himself and he was having a hard time walking like I did after my surgery, but I'm getting better. So I figured out he must have had the same surgery that I had. It affected the muscles in his back probably. And He was out there in Slovakia with strange people. He doesn't know our people. He doesn't know the Ruthenians. He sat through the liturgy, presided, and gave the signs of the cross. I thought to myself, probably he was in pain all that time. The Slovaks, um responding to his visit, they were happy, but they said he was not Poboshni, which means he didn't seem too pious. And you know among our people, you must be Poboshni. You must really be dedicated and love God. He could do all that, but it was such much pain in his body, it was hard for him. Like the Lord from the cross. It was hard for him. And he loved his father. And if you watch that movie they put out a few years ago about Christ and his passion, I've never quite got through that movie. Maybe this year. I got to the point where I saw the Blessed Virgin Mary after Jesus had been beaten and his blood was all over the pavement, got down on her knees, and, and picked up the precious blood. Well, that was too much for me. I just couldn't take it. But wouldn't it be just like her and her beautiful son? And wouldn't it be just like her to follow the way of the cross and join him in his pain and suffering? So this week, uh, in some of the prayers that we say in the, in the liturgy, We don't have liturgy during Lent, but the uh, matin services and such. We have communion every day. We have pre-sanctified liturgy on Wednesday and Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So far, I'm seeing you all there at least once. But anyway, I think of Our Lady. I think of her at the foot of the cross. And she was looking up at him. And young John, the teenage apostle, like our teenage boys, there with her, he got frightened. He ran away. Lost his cloak. was nude. She was there with a couple other Marys. I thought of her and looking at the suffering of her son at the foot of the cross. I think she joined him with her immaculate heart in his suffering. I can't imagine what that would be like to see your son you brought into this world dying on the cross. To see your son that she knew was the son of God dying on the cross. Joy and suffering. That's life. Joy and suffering. So this week and during Lent, remember the two sides of the cross in our church. One side is joy, the other side is suffering. We need both of them to truly be a Christian. Do not be afraid. God will give you the grace you need, and through your blending of joy and suffering, you'll come to the glory of the resurrection. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.